0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, August the 25th. Can you believe we are on our last week of of August, our last week of summer already? Uh, Amazing how quickly it flew by. Thanks for being uh, a party. Uh, Thanks for being present to this podcast today and uh, being with me as we're going to break open God's Word today. Uh, We are going to just follow up on Matthew's Gospel And that is a follow-up, really, to Monday's gospel, because we we took yesterday off for the feast day. But today we'll do Matthew 23, verses 27 to 32. Jesus is continuing his dialogue. Today's more of a monologue, but he's continuing his conversation, let's say that, with the Pharisees and the scribes. So uh, Matthew 23, verses 27 to 32. Let's break open God's word together today. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Matthew, Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, who appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and every kind of filth. Even so, on the outside you appear righteous, but inside you are filled with hypocrisy and evil doing. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build the tombs of prophets and adorn the memorials of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have joined them in shedding the prophets' blood. Thus, you bear witness against yourselves that you are the children of those who murdered the prophets. Now, fill up what your ancestors measured out. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And this is good news, even if it is hard news. It is intense and it is direct news, isn't it? But it's still good news. And I say that because Jesus is naming a truth. What I think is, is very much a human truth. Now, he is, let's make no mistake about this, uh, Jesus is being very direct, and uh, and this is confrontational with the scribes and the Pharisees. Again, I bring up that idea that if we think of Jesus as uh, soft—we were watching the movie 42 the other night, if you've never seen it, a good movie about Jackie Robinson. Uh, at one point, I think uh, it's when Jackie was on the minor league team, and— <laughs> Maybe I'm having a mind blank. Branch Rickey, that's it. That's the man's name. Branch Rickey was having a conversation with the manager of the the Dodgers, the the ball club, the major league ball club. Anyway, long story short, he was having a conversation, and the manager asked Branch Rickey, "Is Jackie nice?" And uh, and Branch Rickey says, "If you by mean by nice, uh, soft, no, he's not that at all." But if you're asking, is he a hard worker? Is he a good guy? Will he get along with the teammates? No doubt about that. And, and I think we, we throw that here at Jesus. If we think of Jesus as just being a nice guy, if we mean soft, look at a gospel like this, right? He's, he's not that at all. If we mean loving, if we mean on the side of the poor, on the side of those who are bullied, on the side of truth, on the side of love and goodness, oh yeah, Oh, yeah, but if you mean soft, as in milk toast, as in he's going to just roll over, that's never who he was, brothers and sisters. And if that's not who he is, then we take that as our, our model, don't we? Uh, that, yeah, we're called to be good. We're called to be righteous. We're called to be on the side of good and loving and kind. But if we mean soft, no. No, because our Savior wasn't. He was direct. So what's he naming here? When I say that, I think he's naming something that is real for humanity. Uh, I think, brothers and sisters, he's talking about the masks we wear. I think he's talking about the masks we wear. Now, I think there's a little difference between what I'm going to talk about today and and what I think Jesus is naming here. He's naming the fact that the, the scribes and the Pharisees are plotting to do evil against him but yet they want to appear to be righteous and good and and so that's why he's saying listen man you're like whitewashed tombs you look good on the outside you like those seats at places of honor you like to be thought of as holy and good and not doing the bad but i know inside you're like dead men's bones cuz you're plotting to kill you're plotting malicious acts you are are deceitful. You're not showing outwardly what the deceit is and and the the conjuring, the conniving that's going on behind the scenes. Uh, And that's that's what he is claiming that they're doing. And they, they clearly are doing that. And then he takes it to the next level and says, hey, you are the children of your ancestors. Uh, because they you say if you'd have lived then you wouldn't have killed the prophets like Jeremiah or Ezekiel or Isaiah you would have been good to them you would have recognized the truth well you are are simply in in doing what you're doing in your in your deceit in your conniving in your trying to have me killed but not doing it in, a, in an outward way so you don't look bad you are showing that you are the children of your ancestors. And that last line here where he says, now fill up what your ancestors measured out. Oh, what a strong line. I've never heard that before. What did they measure out? They measured out the tombs. Now fill it up. Fill it up with death because that's what you were wanting to do. Wow. The strength that Jesus had, brothers and sisters, should... I don't know if it should. I don't want to tell you what anything you should feel. The strength that he had uh, is so good for me to see. It is good for me to see. I just think it's so often, and maybe it's just Joe, maybe it's me, so often that that niceness can be viewed as softness and as rolling over, but that's not Jesus. I, I just think this is so beautiful. So, brothers and sisters, let's talk about masks. Because I think when we talk about masks, I think I'm talking about something that is universal, that we all wear. Um, and and I, don't, I, I can't say why you wear them, nor can you say why I wear them. I don't even know that I know why I wear them all the time. I think because of insecurities that I carry. Um, maybe because of, because of shame that I carry. Maybe because I don't think I'll be liked, or more importantly, loved, if I don't place this on. So I told you before, uh, and I mentioned this two, three weeks back, that I'm reading a book called *The Road Back to You*, uh, and it's on the Enneagram. And I'm a slow reader; I haven't picked it up a lot in the last few weeks. or so really, I haven't read much since the last time I brought it up. But I'm uh, the Enneagram is uh, talks about the nine different personality traits that. That the desert mothers and fathers kind of brought this this spiritual tool out, and it and it shows not only what the traits are and what these personalities uh, may may look like, but it shows what our darkness our, our dark side is, what we contain within it. Uh, the, it it shows not only the virtue of of this personality but the vice uh, of that personality. Um, and uh, and I'm on the threes right now. And threes are called the performers. And healthy threes are so amazing. They are so energetic. They are so creative. They can do 10 things at once, and they don't do it for the glory. They don't do it for our adulation. They do it uh, to assist the world. That's when you are three. And some of you listening out there may think, that's me. Um, and, And when we're in our healthy stage, that is, it is so beautiful to see, and it serves the world so well. But unhealthy threes, brothers and sisters, are those who wear a mask. And, and, and healthy threes will at times, too. So don't get me wrong at that. Masks are part of the threes makeup. But they'll, they'll wear a mask, because all of us wear a mask. But unhealthy threes wear them all the time. And this gentleman, who's the author, talked about his father as an example. He said he was an unhealthy three. Because he remembers, even when his father's business was failing and they were cash poor and they didn't have any money, he would still go and wear the finest suits and have uh, buy the finest suits and still drive an expensive car because you have to put up this image of who you are for others because you can't let them see who you really are. And he said, he, he watched his father walk in. His father didn't know a lick about cars, not a lick. But he watched him walk into a group of mechanics one time. And he said within 20 seconds, he had a reading of the room. And he knew what these mechanics wanted. And he was able to talk to them. He said by the time they left, uh, his father left, he said these mechanics thought he would have uh, been, been leading the uh, car talk, that, that NPR uh, show, that he could have been a, a guest host on that, that he knew so much. And his father didn't know anything but he just was able to pick up on cues and on words or whatever, and he wore that mask. He said, furthermore, he said, my father would never, ever, in a million years, bring together all the different and disparate uh, friendships and types of people that he knew in his life and bring them all together at one, because then he would have to be somebody different at each group within this party. And he said, even a three, an unhealthy three, can't, can't do that he would in, instead keep them all separate so he could be this person in this group and turn around and be this person in this group. Brothers and sisters, we all wear masks. The question is, why do we wear them? The author's father worn them, wore them and, and taught him, the author, uh, that you wear them because that's the only way you can get love. Unhealthy threes get love by doing, and, and only to the extent that they can show on this, wearing this mask, that they are okay, that they can do, they can talk this talk, and they can hopefully follow it up with action, uh, that they are worthy of love, but they have to go out there and earn it that way. Brothers and sisters, what's going on within us that we wear a mask? And it's not simply a, and I'm not talking about masks with COVID. I'm talking about what masks do we wear? And here's the danger. And again, this comes out of this book last night too. He says, you know, the danger in having all these different masks is we wear them all the time. And eventually it's easy to forget who we really are and what our needs are. And, and, and who we are at our base, who we are called to be, who God made us to be. We forget that. And that's the tragedy, right? We get lost in the masks. And we wear these masks for a reason. Maybe because we are ashamed. And we don't want people to know all the the, the actions and the foolish things we've thought and done. Maybe we, we wear them because if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me, and so I got to wear this mask. So at least you love this mask. You know, at least you I, I, I can earn what I think is love uh, because at least you're loving this mask part of me. And, uh, and this author remembers at one time uh, saying to another three, who said, you know, from his earliest time, this other person that the author was talking to said he, he gave up who he was, you know, and wore these masks all the time, because all he was trying to do was gain the love and the approval of his father and and the author said to him and i thought it was a brilliant statement he said you must have loved your father a great deal to give up your authentic identity in order to uh to try to perform for him for the rest of your life and he said he just saw the shame fall off of this person and this person wept openly because what he had thought Hey, he had done for empty reasons and selfish reasons all these years for him to, to, to coin it, for the author to coin it, that it was done out of seeking love from his father. Brothers and sisters, what's going on with the masks that we wear? Because we cover up other things. And I think, and, and in fact, I'm not even going to say I think, I know the more we can set aside those masks. Now, I say this, and 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 believe me, brothers and sisters, I am not good at this, but I know it to be true. The more we can set aside those masks and name who we are, the more we can be free, right? Isn't that what Jesus said? The truth will set you free. Uh, and it does, if we allow ourselves, first and foremost, to know who we are and to allow ourselves to be loved with who we are and not love a mask because if we love a mask. If if that's all people are loving today, I got to wear it tomorrow and I got to wear it the next day Uh, because that's what people have come to expect. But if I allow them to know who I am, yes, some people may leave. Jesus just right this weekend, right? Wasn't that the gospel when he told them who he was and many disciples left because they couldn't uh, follow this anymore? And he risked, again, the courage and the strength of Jesus, looking at the 12 and saying, you too, do you want to go? I'm not going to stop this. You too. Are you too going to leave? And he says, Peter, of course, says, Lord, to whom else shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. But he put it out there that this is who he was. Brothers and sisters, do we know who we are? Do we know at our essence who we are? which is why I keep coming back to that. You and I, we are the children of the Almighty. We are children of God. That, that at the baptism of Jesus, when it says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, that he says that to you and I, this is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved one in whom I am well pleased. Not because we do right things all the time. We don't. We don't. But because we are his creation. Brothers and sisters, you know, alcoholics go into a AA meeting and say at the beginning, my name is Joe, and I'm an alcoholic. Not because that is the only thing they are, not because it is the key thing of who they are, but because it's honest. And it reminds them to put it in front of them. That yes, I am more than just being an alcoholic, but I am that too. I am my virtue, but I am also my vice. And that's who I am. I am filled with wheat and weeds. And the more, brothers and sisters, we can love ourselves in the midst of that, the more we can let ourselves first and foremost be loved by God in the midst of it, then the more we can inch by inch, slowly but surely, take that mask off to those people around us that we truly care about. And I know that is an act of of courage. I know it is. But the more we can do that and invite people to love us, we will know who truly is with us. Yes, we risk some people walking away. Jesus risked that. But it didn't kill him. And it won't kill us either. Brothers and sisters, we are women and men who wear many masks. The questions for us today are, why? Why? What's going on beneath us? Do we feel in need to wear this? And two, can I slowly but surely begin to take the mask off? Let's pray. We continue uh, through the uh, glorious mysteries this week. And again, let's just uh, trust we don't need to hide anything from our God. Whatever's going on within you, within me, let's bring it and put it before him today. He knows us. We don't have to try to pretend, Now with him. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Thanks for being present today. And uh, blessings on the rest of this day. We'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God's peace.